Have enemies infiltrated America? Is the United States at risk of being defeated right here on its own soil? Today on Jewish Voice, a former Muslim terrorist with one final warning, a warning you need to hear if you want this nation to survive. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. Today's guest is here to expose the current dangers that we face as a nation, hidden threats you may not be aware of, and how all of it ties into the last days. It's in prophecy, it's in scripture. It's a former Muslim terrorist and a PLO propagandist whose life radically changed after his Christian wife challenged him to examine the Bible. Please welcome back my dear friend, Walid Shubat. My Palestinian brother. Walid is my brother from another mother <laughs> and a dear friend. And we like to have you on the program often because people are listening to what you have to say. Things that you've been saying for years are coming to pass. So we're all listening now. I want to begin talking about a new book that you just wrote that you claim is America's final warning. What's the final warning to America? The infiltration of Islam in America. Why do you say final warning, Walid? This has been going on for, for decades. Why final warning? Because Islam is masticizing itself. You have, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood being ousted in Egypt, so on and so forth. It's going to end up coming across as the peaceful side of Islam. Actually, it's the peaceful Islam is the more dangerous one because that's what we see in these organizations. They come into this country and they create these major Islamic organizations and they do preach violence in the Arabic language and they preach the same things as you would say Sheikh Yusuf al-Qaradawi of Egypt and all the Muslim Brotherhood fanatics or the Hamas fanatics, yet in the English language, they're covering all this up in order to go to the top level in the government and begin to infiltrate it. I, I want to highlight something you're saying because there's not many people saying this. You're saying it's not the, it, the jihadists that we should be most concerned about. It's the ones that are infiltrating in bringing a message of peace. Correct. And you call this a Trojan horse. Absolutely. There's the ones with the ties and the suits. You look at the Islamic organization in America, whether it's the American Muslim Society, whether it's you know, ISNA, AMC, whether it's CARE, they're all Muslim Brotherhood affiliates. You look at CARE, for example, Nihad Awad supported Hamas 1994, you know, pretty openly. Uh, you had uh, Ahmed Rahab and all of these, uh, in fact, there are many in that organization who are in prison for terrorism. You have the AMC, the head of AMC, Abdul Rahman Al Amoudi, he's in prison for terrorism. So uh, these are very involved. Uh, in the area of basically masquerading themselves as civil rights activists. I know that you're accused of discrimination. This is not a politically correct message to say that Islam is not a religion of peace. How do you respond to people that say Islamophobia is discrimination? Well, I mean, Hillary Clinton, you know, when she was uh, discussing the issue of uh, what the Turks did to the Armenians, is it Turkophobia to make the Armenians come to terms to the Armenian genocide. The Germans came to terms with the Holocaust. In Germany, it's illegal to deny the Holocaust. In Turkey, it's illegal to talk about, to talk about the Armenian genocide. So Hillary Clinton says, let's not offend the Turks. Let's not offend the Muslim world. Let's not discuss the Armenian genocide. Who's the one with the phobia? 
the one with a phobia will be Hillary Clinton because she's afraid of Turkey. It's not me and you who are discussing those issues. Question number one, when did the Muslim world admit historically of all the atrocities they have committed against Christians? We talk about the Crusades openly. We say the Crusades killed Jews in Jerusalem. We say the Crusades did some mistakes killing Muslims. We come with our confessions. The problem is that there is no element of confession in the Muslim world. That's why when we say, let's have a dialogue with the Muslim world. Let's discuss the problems in the Muslim world. That's when they reject. It reminds me of Chamberlain's agenda of appeasement of Germany uh, up to the very end. Correct. And we're seeing the same thing again. We appease the Islamic intolerance Correct. of everything, but speak out openly against Christians. So in, in and reality, so it's a case of Islamophobia phobia. That's what it is. Yeah. You know. It, yeah, you're right. Phobia is fear of something. We just have a little time left in this segment, but I want you to talk for a, a minute about the Muslim Brotherhood, not in Egypt, but here in America. Well, it's not only the Muslim Brotherhood, it's also the Wahhabist. The Saudi government, they have the Muslim Minority Affairs Program, which is what? Which is talking about, let's uh, take care of a Muslim needs in this country. Let's build mosques, let's be build Islamic centers. But what Americans don't read is what is said in the Arabic by these institutions. Let's say the Muslim Brotherhood says, uh, in their manifesto that the idea is to work with the liberals in America, the ones who are sympathetic to Islamic ideology, revolutionary ideologies, and we will work with them to destroy the United States from within. That's the agenda of the Muslim Brotherhood. And they have and the cooperation have. of the Jewish community, a good part of the Jewish community, the liberal, which is mostly liberal. They have the cooperation of the World Council of Churches and all the liberal churches, and, and so it becomes politically correct. Correct, and they change their names. It's not called Muslim Brotherhood. It's called AMC, American Muslim Council. It's called CARE, Council of American Islamic Relations. You know, but yet these are different names. So, you know, even Al-Qaeda, did you know Al-Qaeda just changed its name? It's not called Al-Qaeda anymore. It's called Ansar al-Sharia, which attacked us in Benghazi. And Ansar al-Sharia today is not considered a terror entity in the State Department because we're playing the name games. We are falling right into a trap. Absolutely. That's why you say it's it's a final warning. I mean, look, Islam has been how many years? You know, uh, over a thousand years of, you know, American naivete is no match to centuries of Islamic deception. America is a new country. It's not used to this kind of thing. We need to take an example from what's going on in Europe, too. It's happening in Europe, and they're just one step ahead of us. Well, what about even what's Egypt? With you, us. Know, you heard the Arab Spring. You thought, wow, a spring. Sounds like a spring of water. The word Sharia means spring. So to, uh, to, the, to the Arab world, Arab Spring, Arab Sharia. Well, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, Walid is going to talk more about the goals of Islam and how they threaten to destroy America and what you can do about it. Don't go away. Jewish Voice is dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah to the Jew first and also to the nations. One way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Even more important than the physical relief our medical help provides is the opportunity to share God's love through the good news of Yeshua. Today, we are just a few weeks away from our next medical clinic in Ethiopia to help a remote tribe known as the Gafat, descendants of one of the lost tribes of Israel. Our volunteer medical professionals will be providing medical care, dental care, and eye care, all free of charge to thousands of men, women, and children, many of whom have never even seen a doctor or dentist. Will you help these precious people? 
Every gift, large or small, will make a difference in someone's life. As you respond with a gift of $40 or more, we will send you Walid Shubat's book, The Case for Islamophobia, Jihad by the Sword, America's Final Warning. In this book, you'll discover how the Muslim Brotherhood is trying to establish itself here in the United States and dangers we face if they infiltrate our political system, churches, and our schools. How the Islamist goals here in America play right into the sequence of end time events laid out in scripture and what you can do to stop this from happening. In addition, we also want to send you a book by Rabbi Jonathan Burness called, Is Peace Possible? Understanding the Current Middle East Crisis. This is a simple guide that will help you understand what is happening in Israel and the Middle East and how this ties into biblical prophecy. Jonathan addresses rapidly unfolding political, economic, and military events and will help you understand what you hear in the news. And as an additional bonus, we'll also give you a one-year subscription to our Jewish Voice Today magazine. This is a bi-monthly magazine that focuses on some really important topics pertaining to Israel, Bible prophecy, and the Jewish roots of your faith. Please call, click, or write now. And please be as generous as possible, because when you do, you'll be providing life-saving medical help to very needy Jewish people. And you'll receive these ministry resources that will bless and inspire you. And they'll also be a constant reminder of your partnership with us to demonstrate His love. Thank you. Have enemies infiltrated America? Is the United States at risk of being defeated right here on its own soil? Today on Jewish Voice, a former Muslim terrorist with one final warning, a warning you need to hear if you want this nation to survive. I'm back with former Muslim terrorist Walid Shubat, and we're discussing his belief that America has been victim to a series of misleading Islamic tactics, presenting what he says is a solid case to defend Islamophobia. I want to go back and define Islamophobia because this is not politically correct. We both know that, and some would accuse you of discrimination. No, it's a tactic. Islamophobia has been a tactic always for anybody who basically confronts the uh, terrorist mechanism, who confronts Sharia. To have a phobia is to have a fear that is irrational. It is not irrational when Americans fear a bombing operation or Americans fear a Sharia infiltration in this country. They had the same thing in the 30s, right? Nazi phobia. Correct, exactly. But it, it, there should have been phobia. Well, we, what we should be talking about is Christophobia, Jude Judeophobia, all the Americaphobia, all the other phobias that we never address. As you said, Islamophobia phobia. Yes, We're exactly. afraid to confront truth. And that's what we have to do. That's why I have Walid on the program. It's not politically correct, but it's truth. It's biblical truth, and we believers need to embrace truth. Correct. We need to be aware of what the Bible says, and we need to unmask the hidden demonic forces that, the that, that come against us. The way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. If he is the truth, what do you think the followers should be? Looking and seeking for the truth. He is the truth. He is the Prince of Peace. But truth is truth. It's part of the truth. Even when it's not politically correct. I want to go back and talk about the Muslim Brotherhood operating here in America. You know, Egypt outlawed the Brotherhood yes. decades ago. Correct. And yet, the, the rise to power, they've, they've recreated themselves. 
Talk about the Brotherhood. Well, I mean, Hosni Mubarak warned the United States when Obama wanted to make his historic speech. Basically, the Brotherhood was outlawed. They changed its name to Freedom and Justice Party. That's the same thing the AK Party in Turkey does. They have this freedom and justice, and they changed it from the Ikhwan, the Muslim Brotherhood. They, they killed Sadat. They were responsible for Correct. killing Sadat, yeah, for making was, peace with Israel. Right. It was this historic speech for President Obama, in which President Obama basically wanted to do what? He said, I want to reverse the hatred of America in the Middle East. He wanted to reverse what George Bush did. So what did he do? He began to basically give the green light that the Muslim Brotherhood all of a sudden should be acceptable to be part of the election in Egypt. And that's basically how the Muslim Brotherhood won. It was through the support of President Obama, which basically uh, grew the Muslim Brotherhood. It gave the green light. And so the Muslim Brotherhood flourished as a result of these historic speeches uh, and these events. And so the Muslim Brotherhood won the victory in the elections. So who basically helped reinstitute the Muslim Brotherhood? Uh, it was the United States of America. In fact, no scholar in the world will deny the United States of America and its government is helping recreate the That's Ottoman shocking. Empire. An organization that was outlawed in Egypt for decades, it's just, it's shocking. Now, I want to bring home this point that when we think of the Muslim Brotherhood, we immediately think of Egypt and the Middle East, but the Muslim Brotherhood is operating here in America, and it's dangerous. It is the international Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood came out of Egypt, but there is an international agenda of the Muslim Brotherhood. You know, let's see agenda B. Agenda A was to start riots in Egypt, not just also cause, uh, create all these organizations in America. But plan B now, since they failed in these last demonstrations, the civil unrest that we predicted last year, they have a plan B in which they are sending uh, Muslim Brotherhood operatives by the thousands and tens of thousands, guess where? Into Hamas, into Gaza. Uh, we have a video we can show even, it will be in our blog pretty soon, in which the training camps of the Muslim Brotherhood on terrorism are commencing as we speak in Gaza by Hamas to go back to Egypt and to recommence the civil unrest in Egypt. This is a very organized agenda against Israel and not only Israel but America as well. And we need to wake up, we need to understand what's happening. I want you to talk about something that is a bit confusing to many people watching and has been to me. We talked about it briefly in a show that you were on some time back, but that's the whole uh, landscape between the Shiite world, the Sunni world. My understanding has been that they've kind of kept each other at bay, and that's one of the ways that Israel survived. But you told me before that there is some unity. Can you talk about the Shiite-Sunni relationship, whether there's a hatred among them, or, or that's not the case? Well, the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. In this case, sometimes historically you've seen Hamas and Hezbollah. Hezbollah is a Shiite entity that is predominantly an affiliate of Iran and Syria. And so uh, they're stationed in Lebanon. They're a Shiite terror organization. Yet when uh, Hamas was lobbing uh, Qassam rockets, Hezbollah was also lobbing rockets at Israel, and they both carried each other's flags, the green flag of Hamas and the yellow flag of Hezbollah. And they both cooperated pretty well, even though they were supposed to be a Sunni-Shia divide. When you saw- So they hate each other, but not as much as they both hate Israel. That's correct. You've seen that also when Turkey began to intervene regarding the nuclear uh, program in, uh, uh, in Iran. Uh, who defended Iran? You know, it was Turkey. Says, you know, we're going to take care of this Iranian problem. Yet, but what, what the Americans don't understand is that the religious institution of Iran is run by what they call Aziri Turks. So uh, uh, fr from a lineage perspective, they're the same people, Turkish people. 
So it's really Turkish entity that runs the government of Iran that are Shia, but they're still Turk, Aziri Turks. And now female activists, yes. activism plays into all this. There's, there, there's a tie with the Muslim Brotherhood there, real quick. We're the, on the cutting edge of exploring all these issues in the Middle East. We're the first to bring the Sisterhood Organization, which is an affiliate of the Muslim Brotherhood. It is Muslim Brotherhood, but it's called the Sisterhood Organization, in which 63 members, women members, who are at the top level from United Nations to women events, uh, women lib events, in which they basically involve themselves into Western society and become very prominent. I've got to tell you this, I'm not a conspiracy theory person, but this is a conspiracy, a demonic conspiracy. We just have a minute left. I want you to talk about what people that are watching can do. Well, I think, you know, the world really is spiraling down in which we're losing much of our freedom of rights even in this country. We can't talk about issues of homosexuality these days. You know, things are really spiraling down when it comes to Christian rights. In this country, we need to learn from the Copts in Egypt. The Copts in Egypt carry crosses and demonstrate they are 10% of the country amongst fundamentalist Muslims, and yet against all odds, they stand up and fight for the faith. We need to learn from these Eastern Christians on how to fight this fight and begin to stand up in churches and even go to the White House and begin to fight to preserve this nation because this nation was meant to be the beacon that sheds its light to the world. It's not meant to be about oil and about industry and about economy. It's not about the economy, it's about foreign policy. God is not talking about American economy in the Bible. He's talking about foreign policy. He's talking about Egypt, what happens in Syria, what happens in Assyria, what happens in Iraq, the persecution of Christians, and how we ought to shed our blood fighting for these people. Who is rescuing Christians from the Middle East? You look at a place like Ma'lula in Syria, uh, population 5,000. Christians are being forced. Either you convert or you die. Who talks about uh, Francois Murad, a priest who chose to die and get beheaded? Who watches the video of his beheading. No one cares. But these are valiant Christians who stood against this Islamist movement and who said, we will not bow down. We will choose to die and get beheaded. And the Bible is very clear. I saw the martyrs that were beheaded in the name of Jesus. When God talks about Christians, he talks about the Copts. Israel will cry out for the Messiah. The, you know, the Messiah will not show up until Israel cries out, blessed be he who comes in the name of the Lord. But who looks at the other equivalent in Isaiah chapter 19, in which Egypt's Egyptian believers will cry to the Lord. And they cry to the Lord to send them who? A savior. And God will send them a savior and a mighty one. Those are the believers in Egypt. We need to focus on the Copts in Egypt. God focuses on them. Who are we not to focus on them? I wish we had more time. My brother, you are a prophet. You are a prophet. We have just scratched the surface. There is so much more in this book that we haven't even covered. So if you want a better understanding of how today's current events tie into what the Bible says will happen in the last days, this is a book you need to read. It's called A Case for Islamophobia, Jihad by the Sword, America's Final Warning. This is a timely book that is gonna help you to see how America's enemies have already infiltrated and what you can, no need to do about it. We'll be right back. Jewish Voice is dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah to the Jew first and also to the nations. 
One way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Even more important than the physical relief our medical help provides is the opportunity to share God's love through the good news of Yeshua. Today, we are just a few weeks away from our next medical clinic in Ethiopia to help a remote tribe known as the Gafat, descendants of one of the lost tribes of Israel. Our volunteer medical professionals will be providing medical care, dental care, and eye care, all free of charge to thousands of men, women, and children, many of whom have never even seen a doctor or dentist. Will you help these precious people? Every gift, large or small, will make a difference in someone's life. As you respond with a gift of $40 or more, we will send you Walid Shubat's book, The Case for Islamophobia, Jihad by the Sword, America's Final Warning. In this book, you'll discover how the Muslim Brotherhood is trying to establish itself here in the United States and dangers we face if they infiltrate our political system, churches, and our schools. How the Islamist goals here in America play right into the sequence of end time events laid out in scripture and what you can do to stop this from happening. In addition, we also want to send you a book by Rabbi Jonathan Burness called, Is Peace Possible? Understanding the Current Middle East Crisis. This is a simple guide that will help you understand what is happening in Israel and the Middle East and how this ties into biblical prophecy. Jonathan addresses rapidly unfolding political, economic, and military events and will help you understand what you hear in the news. And as an additional bonus, we'll also give you a one-year subscription to our Jewish Voice Today magazine. This is a bi-monthly magazine that focuses on some really important topics pertaining to Israel, Bible prophecy, and the Jewish roots of your faith. Please call, click, or write now. And please be as generous as possible, because when you do, you'll be providing life-saving medical help to very needy Jewish people. And you'll receive these ministry resources that will bless and inspire you. And they'll also be a constant reminder of your partnership with us to demonstrate His love. Thank you. I believe that Jesus is returning soon, and that's why we exist as a ministry, to proclaim Yeshua, Jesus, to the world. One Jewish community that we're reaching out to is called the Beta Israel, the House of Israel in Ethiopia. Jewish Voice now holds three outreaches there every year to provide medical care, dental care, eye care, all completely free of charge. But most importantly, we tell them about their Messiah. Here's a close look at the Beta Israel, the House of Israel in Gondar, Ethiopia. When you look outside of the clinic at the masses of humanity, thousands of people waiting to get in, it truly is about helping a multitude. But for our volunteers, it's that one life that uh, was transformed that touched their heart. This is the life of Wakaya Getty. Today, she's making the difficult journey over the hilly and dusty roads of Gondar, dodging cars, goat herds, and crowds of people a hike that will take her an hour and a half on blistered feet. But she's heard about the clinic, and it's a once-in-a-lifetime chance to get the medical attention she desperately needs, having endured abdominal pain brought on by complications during pregnancy. This will be the very first time she sees a physician. Dr. Lawrence is an emergency room doctor from Dallas. He wants to check her heart and lung functions to assess her overall health. Now treating her for her pain, but uh, she's going to need to go to the GYN for continued workout. 
Dr. Fajardo from Columbia is a specialist at the clinic and was able to give her an ultrasound on site to aid in her diagnosis. It's the very first medical treatment of such she has ever received, and she is most likely unaware of the important role it plays in her health care. Hearing the good news of Yeshua, the spiritual counseling she receives is perhaps the first time she is told that while she has been abandoned, she is not forgotten or alone, that God sees her plight and is reaching out to her even this very day through these volunteers acting as the hands and his feet of Yeshua. We would love to have you join us on one of our next medical outreaches. To volunteer, you can email us at outreach at jvmi.org. Again, that's outreach at jvmi.org. We'll be right back. Jewish Voice is returning to Waliso, Ethiopia to bring life-saving medical care and the good news of Yeshua to one of the most impoverished Jewish communities in the world the remaining Jews living in Ethiopia. As we head into 2014, we need committed Christians like you to join us in Waliso, Ethiopia from February 28th to March 9th to help us bring free medical care in the gospel to what may very well be one of the lost tribes of Israel. Please come with us. We need medical, dental, and eye care professionals, prayer room workers, and anyone simply willing to help. There are so many Ethiopian Jews who are hurting and they need our help. You can make a difference and God will use you to change lives forever. You can be a blessing to the Jewish people. For further information, call or log on to our website right now. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now, one way that we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, eye care, dental care, all completely free of charge. But most importantly, we share the gospel with them. And it's because of your faithful support that we have been able to make a difference in the lives of thousands. As our way of saying thank you, I'd like to send you Walid Shubat's latest book. It's called The Case for Islamophobia, Jihad by the Sword, America's Final Warning. This book reveals how Islam has infiltrated our political system, our schools, our churches, and other institutions. Walid explains how the Islamist goal is to bring Sharia law to America and what you can do to prevent it. You need to read this. In addition, I also want to send you a little booklet that I wrote. It's called, Is Peace Possible? Understanding the Current Middle East Crisis. I wanted to give a simple overview of what's happening in the Middle East, who the players are, uh, and how it relates to the scriptures. It's something I think that will help you to understand what's going on over there so that you, when you watch uh, CNN, Fox News, read the newspapers, you'll really be able to better understand who all the players are. Now as an additional bonus, when you order these products, I also wanna send you a one-year subscription to our Jewish Voice Today magazine. This is a bi-monthly magazine uh, about some really important topics pertaining to Israel, 
to Bible prophecy and the Jewish roots of your faith. It's a great resource, and I, and I want to get it into your hands. And remember, if you help us today, not only will you receive these great materials, but your gift will be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish voice. Well, as I leave you today, I want to remind you as I do in every program, the Bible exhorts us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They need our prayers now more than ever. And when you do pray, the Bible says they shall prosper that love thee. Till next week, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.